I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm dropping my cap. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. This is vodka. It's just I one of those one of those games. I have no idea how they. What lost do you that say? Game. I mean, what 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 do we do? What, what do you want to do? Spend an hour talking about like layups and and <laughs> and like watching the ball bounce off your hands and. Oh my god. No excuse tonight. The entire team was there. You go. You go first. Good night. Yeah. You know what, everybody? We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk well, to you tomorrow. Uh, we can get down, you know, you know, we can break it down brick by brick. We'll start at the end. Um, I, I have no idea how they lost that game. Uh, just even on that final play, I've never seen an inbounder. Literally just th- never in my life have I panic seen and throw it. That was rec league type inbounds right there. Like the kids just panicking and the coaches yelling, throw it in, throw it in. So and then he just throws it to the first guy he sees. And then Jalen Brown's like, what the hell is this? And then he, he sprints down to the other end. Another missed layup. I think he made it a little bit more difficult than he had to, but that's got to go down. And then Stonehands McGillicuddy right behind him and, and Rob Williams just put the ball back in, man. It, 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 you know, like that's your job is Rob, to, look, you know, Rob pick Williams, up the trash. Rob Williams between the play at half court that he didn't oh, gain possession. After the jump ball, yeah. Before, after the jump ball and that, like there are times where you have to treat the ball like it's, like I said, like, like somebody tossed your baby out of a building while it was on fire and it lives if you catch it and it dies if you don't catch right. the thing it's the difference between winning and losing catch the ball rob like don't right. just stick a mid out there hi sharad can you guys oh, hear me okay? oh yes we got you i guess it's coming my okay. way i'll just let oh, it whoops. roll on just by Stick your mitt it's out almost there like he's like it's almost there. like the world is like moving too fast for this guy sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's up, Sherrod? Hi, Sherrod and Bobby are at the game. Yeah, maybe you guys have a better uh, better take or a different view. The whole view fourth on, quarter. On you, you, you know what else sucks? Instead of like waiting to go to all ISO at the five minute mark or the four minute mark of the fourth quarter, they did it like at the eleven minute mark. Tatum had yeah. four straight possessions, four straight possessions, where he just went one on five, with no with n- not not a pass, all contested shots. I think he made one. He made might have even made two. But it's always a bad, 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 bad omen when that's what you're going to. But Sherrod, Bobby, you guys go. Yeah, uh, miss miss key shots around the basket, especially for Brown down the stretch there. That was a killer. Um, he had the point blank look oh, there yeah. at the end. He had the charge, which was a charge, looking back on it a bunch of times there. And there was another miss down the stretch as well from him. They had a bunch of golden opportunities there. And I agree with you, John, the isolation. Schroeder, smart, smart. Those three possessions there that they threw away where they had the stops. Uh, killers down the stretch. Valiant possessions. I, I kind of felt that way in the first half, too. They came away with good percentages, but it all felt like it was from Brown hitting a ton of shots. Smart, yep. you know, playing hero and hitting some shots. Schroeder Everybody some. else. Yeah. Largely uninvolved. Yeah, Schroeder had a rough first half, picked it up down the stretch there. But those three guys essentially were your whole offense. Tatum way off in his return, making some passes, but largely everybody just 
trying to do it alone again here. Messi passes to Rob. Uh, decent assist rate throughout. Not a ton of turnovers, but when it was timely, they blew possessions, and that was the game right there. You couldn't well, get many stops on the Spurs, and when they did, they couldn't they couldn't capitalize on them. Right. Sherrod? Sherrod disappeared. Sherrod has oh, seen he hard enough. Yeah, well, gone, we'll bring actually. Sherrod back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna nitpick a couple of, he's, I'm gonna nitpick a couple of possessions here. He's back. Um, the, um, you know, obviously, as Bobby said that late, that like that late game execution, um, you know, the you offense. Just, yeah, there's a mess all game. I thought you, you hit know, shots, but you didn't produce great possessions. Jalen made a layup with three minutes to go at 95. They scored two points the rest of the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know. They had opportunities, but they went, you know, you know, just kind of with what they normally do. Uh, you know, Jalen misses a shot in isolation. Jalen with the charge uh, on that one. Uh, you know, Schroeder makes a bucket, you know, again on his own. Uh, and then I, I, with one in a one possession game is the is the trip you want down the court is the is the is what you want. Marcus Smart driving to his left and flipping a shot over the back of his head. That's the possession. Like when you realize that's the shot you're going to take, keep dribbling, man. You know, like that shouldn't be the Tatum possession earlier when he walked it out the half court, called for two screens, ended up with a better defender on him. Friggin' couldn't get a shot off. Like, but I mean, the late execution was insane. The ISO, ISO, ISO all quarter, but Sherrod, go ahead. I know you, you blipped out here. We haven't gotten your take yet. Guys, um, (laughs) the the crazy part about this team more than anything else is if they weren't talented and they just totally sucked, this would be okay because you could live with these type of of boneheaded mistakes. But the blueprint shows itself every single game. They started the first couple of minutes, ball movement, ball movement, ball movement, bang, bang, bang. Next thing you know, they're out to a nice little lead. Then all of a sudden they stop passing the ball and they go ISO. Lead is gone. Game is gone. Late game execution you guys pointed to earlier. I mean, that, that's, that's going to be an issue for this team all season long. Uh, I mean, coming into this game, I mean, Jalen Brown is, is one of the best – is like a top 15, top 20 scores in the first, second, and third quarter. But when you get to the fourth, he's like 40, 45-ish in the, around the league. They don't know how to close teams out when they have them. And the thing about San Antonio, and we all know this, they're going to make you work for everything you get. You're not going to get anything easy, and they want you to play that style. That you're play, you're, you're, they're, they're like they want you to go, you know, one on five. They're making it hard on you that way. Uh, it, it's unreal. Brown, Brown got the looks late though, Sherrod. Like those are dream looks for him, especially the last one. The finishing there is baffling because he's a great finisher. Especially in traffic. The, the, at, at the end, it's bad luck because those were that was a good look there, and he does he is good finishing at the rim. Everything that led up to it, though, is why you were in that situation in the first right. place. Right, right, and and that's the problem. It shouldn't have come to that. You should have had a five, six, seven, eight point lead at that point, as opposed to trying to tie the game up. And that's the problem with this team. They they don't they don't value those possessions in the first, second, and third quarter that are 50 ish possessions where you have a. It can go either way, and they don't do the necessary things to seal those those plays off and make them positives for them. I you mean, know it's tough too. Th- this was a forty. Th- I mean, Jesus, it's a forty-one point second half for each team. Like that's 
you hold the Spurs to 41 points in the, in the second half. They went half back there, and forth the whole second you half. You should yeah. have just blown their freaking doors off, right. man. You know? I thought it was coming. You thought I there mean, would be a run there. It should have. <laughs> it should have. Because here's the thing. In the beginning, I wasn't actually that mad defensively because I actually no, thought the defense lot, is great. I thought they challenged a lot of those shots that were falling that really don't fall for San Antonio. They're not as good a shooting team as they were in the first half. So you knew that they would regress to the mean, and they did. Um, and the shots weren't falling with the same regularity, except for that ridiculous one on Rob where he really played good defense late off the bat off the backboard there. But like for the most part, they challenged a few shots. It wasn't one of those games where they're just missing assignments and leaving shooters open. They got out and contested. Spurs hit a way higher percentage of shots, especially threes in the first half than you expect them to. And then it kind of regressed. But this offense, man, what are they doing? You know, like we talked about. Tatum and I know fine Tatum's first game back Tatum and Brown first first games Brown was back we saw them working with each other and they clearly was like a memo guys involved each other okay pass to each other in the first two to three games we were tracking it they did it tonight I do you remember any exchanges with Brown and Tatum and again, they weren't on the floor at the same time all the time do you remember them playing off each other at all tonight you know not much it was my ball, yeah, your ball, my ball, your ball. It's just <laughs> a little bit early. Tatum getting downhill, swinging it out. But the spacing killed them, especially you, you return to the double big lineup and you're stuck. That whole opening stretch there. Spurs called in the early timeout. They got right offensively and started just punching you over and over again with shots. And you couldn't really respond on the offensive end, even when you got movement. There weren't finishers out there. Uh, they rotated out on Brown on those opportunities. He had to go to Smart. You can't go to Al or Rob right now. So... We've talked about the inevitable return of that lineup all year and how it just wasn't a great way to start games. And it didn't even defend this time, which is what you would have liked it to do. And that just set an awful tone for the game from there. Yes, Brown and Tatum didn't connect all that much. Nobody really got going off the ball. There was some good movement from Smart and others throughout. But for Grant, Langford, Richardson, even Schroeder dribbling into oblivion, nobody really involved and active offensively. It's the same thing we're going to keep talking about for literally the rest of time. It, why, why, why are we obsessing over Tatum and Brown becoming playmakers or playing off each other? Because either they have to do that or there has to be a point guard who can uh, get everybody their shots. And they don't have that. I don't care. The Marcus Smart defenders are missing the greater point. He's not bad at passing. He's just not that guy who's going to control the offense with the ball in his hands at all time and find people constantly putting people in a position to score. Maybe those guys don't really exist like they used to anymore. Maybe more point guards are really score first sort of guys. But at the end of the day, Tatum and Brown need somebody to be a floor general when they're out there and distribute the rock. You know, you need friggin' Rondo back in the day. Like you need a guy who's looking for you when you're in the best position to score and that's their job. Um, I don't know that we have that. So you need these guys to play off each other and they don't. Um, so when you have that games like this and the shots don't fall, if one of the two is ice cold, it's always a dog fight, you know, and we're going to hear from, yeah, we're going to hear from Jalen right now. I will be right back. All right, go get him, Bobby. Um, so I don't know, Sharon, other observations tonight. Just, uh, again, it feels like Groundhog's Day with these guys on, on so many levels. I mean, it, it, there's certain things they do every single game that clearly work, and then for no apparent reason, they deviate from that. 
Uh, ball movement has got to be the foundation of what they do offensively and defensively. They just have to be more on a string with each other. I thought there were some lapses where guys didn't seem to know where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be there. And it, it, it puts a when you play a team like San Antonio, who's playing as well as they have been of late, you can't have those mistakes. And, and Popovich, again, I thought, you know, he did exactly what Popovich does. He figures out a way to get the most out of what he's working with. That's what he does. Shroud's right, man. It's, it's Devonta and, and, and Murray kid is, I mean, he's an all-star. I mean, there, there's, he's, awesome. he's an all-star. He, I mean, you look at his ability to defend, his ability to <clears> score, <throat> beat guys off the dribble. He did all the, the dirty work that had to be done when it had, when it needed to be done. What are we? Yeah. The, uh, uh, you know, there's your, there's your, there's your possible point guard. Is he available? Is he not available? What would it cost? Ooh. Murray, Ooh. Murray. Why, why in the world would they move him? Why would they do that? Every time I have listen, such, listen, en- listen, every listen, time listen. I watch I'm another team, saying, I have such envy. You know, yeah, I'm like, no. if you're, if, if you find, if, if you, if you're Brett Stevens and you decide, listen, the Tatum Brown thing isn't working and Brown, it becomes available. Then. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that could be a point guard that could be on the radar. That's all. I'm not saying it's going to happen or, you know, it's, it's a rumor or anything, but I know that's a name that a lot of Celtics fans have thrown out there over the last year is Murray in San Antonio. And it would cost that. I mean, that it would cost a lot to get him because he is an extremely talented player. Absolutely. They're not getting him. They're not getting him. Well, I know him. they're not getting him, but we can dream. I, well, I, I, you know what? You know what? Let's let's just do Groundhog Day all over again. Let's just do the. Let's just talk about how Tatum and Brown can't pass. But what, I think I think. <laughs> how about this though? I think we can take the conversation of guys you want that other teams don't want to trade you that you don't have anything you can offer them for in the first place and retire you could those in conversations. This case, retire if, those if, conversations for life. Well, it depends. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. You, you want to give us your you really retirement. good player for nothing? All right, the Garden Report postgame show, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Just go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We've got it all going right now. You got basketball, hockey, NFL yeah. football, NCAA football, horses, MMA, golf. Is there still golf? If there isn't, there there's, will be. There's, there's, there's always golf. golf there's on. always some yeah. kind of golf. Props, live betting, all kinds of weird stuff. Out, outside of the sports realm, anything you want to, you know, place a bet on. Yep. BetOnline's got it. BetOnline.ag. Code CLNS50. 50% welcome bonus. Go check it out right now. And as always, make sure to gamble responsibly. I'm not saying nothing. You would have For to give seven, up Jalen Brown, most likely. You'd yeah. have to give up Jalen Brown, most likely. So, my, you know, there's a lot of people in the comments saying, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. The only way you blow it up is if you trade one of those two guys. I'm not saying tonight's loss is like the straw that breaks the camel's back, but this, this, every, every game you lose, the noise gets louder and louder. And, you know, eventually they'll have to come out and either say it's not going to happen or they're going to come out and do it, do something. But um, it just feels like they don't need to really blow this thing up. It seems like, and I think it's pretty obvious, they need one piece, and that's someone who can orchestrate this. They need a, they, they need a, a project manager. I mean, that's basically what we're talking about. Yeah. You don't, you don't right. have those are the two options. You either blow it up completely or you bring in a point guard that can distribute the ball and run the I, offense and do it. I think it's but, but everyone will tell you on Twitter, Jimmy, that they have that point guard and it's Marcus and he's much better yeah. than we're giving him credit for. Right. And Bobby he's would say fine. that right he's now fine. if he was here. He's but. fine, but he's not the guy they need. He's fine. Right. He's not the guy they need. Right. 
I, I would agree. I, 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 he's not the point guard that this team needs. So if you want to keep the Jays, then you need to find a player that's going to work more seamlessly with those two guys. And that's a guy that's going to get them, you know, off screens, get them better looks, get the ball yeah. out of their hands. Yeah, I know. I have no problem with Marcus no Smart's problem at, all. at all. I mean, like, I'm not really even talking about this specific game. I'm just saying in general, if you're looking for a way to win games, you know, and, and go on winning streaks instead of going on all these losing streaks and talking about one loss after another, you had your full roster basically tonight. You didn't have Pritchard for whatever, you know, if that even matters, if you would have even played tonight, I don't know. But, I mean, everyone's been waiting for everyone to be healthy, and they've got a very, very beatable team that comes in. You know, you're playing at home. You have every reason to win this game. And you, you, it, was a, it was a close game from start to finish. They, they, couldn't, they could never break away from the San Antonio Spurs. And this is not, this is not your older brother's San Antonio Spurs. This, this is a, a pretty under, you know, below average uh, NBA team right now that, you know, should have no business coming into Boston. Um, I think are they on the second night of a back to back to the Spurs? Or, yeah, they uh, yeah they played in Toronto last night. I mean, there you go. They're, they're coming from another country, even, and you know, taking care of business in your in your home. Celtics are they got to be one of the worst home court teams in the NBA this year. I don't know the stats to back that up. Well, but remember, based on Jimmy, they, based on they talent, of, they have to be. Well, remember, Jimmy, they were one of the last teams to win at home this season. Uh, I think Just they lost so many uninspiring performances at home. Which is crazy because they got such a great crowd. You know, this, right. this isn't like this isn't like Miami or Sacramento where the crowds at home kind of suck. Uh, the Celtics right. don't have that. that issue. No, they, 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 the fans. Believe it or not, the fans are still coming out to watch this team. I don't know if the players care yeah. or what the deal is with them, but they don't, it doesn't seem to really phase them one way or the other. If they're getting There's, cheered, nobody has anything food. better to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah. There's so. Not like a, not a lot going on. It's the best it's show just, in town still. Tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody was screaming at their TV tonight, as usual, at the you know last final minute of the game, like, like just screaming, like, "What are you doing?" No, you know, I'm waking up the neighbors. It's just one of those seasons, man. And like Sherrod said, it's Groundhog Day. Every game, I every, I almost dread coming on this show sometimes. I'm like, "What the hell am I gonna? Say? What the hell am I gonna say differently?" Uh, you know, because they're losing a lot. A lot of the way they're losing is in similar fashion, right? It's just falling into old habits. You know, you guys have already talked about it, you know, going getting falling into the isolation mode on offense. Um, I thought the Spurs were out hustling them a little bit um, in this game. I'm not going to say the whole more than the, the other guys did, but they were getting the balls. Um, you know, they were, I, I thought the Spurs were pretty aggressive. I thought Jalen Brown was very aggressive to start this game as he usually is. He's probably, you know, the best first quarter player in the NBA, but I thought the Spurs were a little bit more active um after pop called that first time out um they had mm -hmm. that nice little run that they went on and they were just like you know um was it uh vessel i mean throwing it down there early in the game i mean these guys I'm were a big playing fan with a of him a little he's bit a of purpose player. yeah he is a good player what'd you hear bob john's gonna love this one jalen with a solution finally to some of the fourth quarter woes late game woes he said let's play through the bigs we want to play through our bigs there, get some of the off-ball action going, uh, some of the seals and slips and different things he mentioned there. Just a ton of solutions and well, suggestions from him there. Uh, well, no, less isolation he wants. That sounds like coaching. <laughs> wow. Wow. Great. Great. That's, that's, I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not trying to stir controversy, but does that sound like it's uh, – that's a subtweet of Ime? Is he kind of uh, – or is he not – is he taking a shot there? Well, they Ime's wanted to do more of that. 
and well, we didn't see me, a ton of it here again. We talked about it, uh, you know, we've talked about it a bit, but we talked about it last post game. And Bobby, you asked Dime about it, right? Yeah, trying to get Rob more involved, and right. it's definitely that high post area where they want to get him some looks, get right. him on the ball. There's some handoff actions you can do there. There's just a lot of different stuff that you didn't really see from much of this one. Did no, you? this was one of those we forgot that Rob is on the team games. It, it, and it, they it's... they put him in a really bad spot down the stretch there too. I think Schroeder just like threw it to him on the right block. And but everything was do. bad. Like this was a this this was a game where it almost felt like they they tried, you know, to like. And Rob did some things that pissed me off. But like early on you go to him for like two law you know he's got a put back in a lob and he's active and you know he's active on the defensive end then you know switch a palooza you know he ends up on murray like a million times in a row and the celtics don't adjust and he's getting cooked there yeah you got a blitz there and when they you finally got a bl- did and they did he may call the timeout yeah. in the next possession that's what they did but and they that's allowed where it per- Pertle blo- broke loose there right? yeah and they allowed but they allowed that to happen a bunch and finally he like timeout and then that next possession they blitzed the ball handler you know like and that's what you have to do there but they left rob on an island a ton on that situation. This is, and that this wasn't is great. the master but killing the I'm curious how many there. touches he had again. You know, he just does what, you know, nothing, nothing worked through him. There was you a know. brutal alley-oop in the fourth quarter to him too. I think it was Brown who threw it. Just I didn't have a chance. Yeah, uh, he didn't. Yeah. He, he wasn't involved and Al wasn't really either in that role. You would have loved. And Jalen actually said like the Phoenix style that they played there was excellent and they couldn't get back to it here. Why? Who knows? I mean, these are the guys who have the ball in their hands, right? Jason, Jalen, um, you, you got to be able to do something with it there and create that. And that's where my big question is, like, who do you look to in those spots to do that? Is it the coach? Is it smart? Is it one of the Jays? Like, who is actually on the floor calling this stuff? Who's like, whose responsibility is it to set them up in these chaotic moments? This is the downfall of the team. How many times have we talked about this issue, whether it's the late game execution the facilitating, the ball handling, ball security in recent weeks, over and over again. Everything else has been decent. Like, they got everything else down. They cannot find a solution to that. And you know what? They're going to have to target it at the deadline. I think at this point you have to go out and find a guy who can solve that, even more than a shooter, I think. Like, you need a guy who can handle the ball reliably and make decisions and lead the offense late in game. That's no the one thing here is can do decision it. Making. Nope. That's the key to decision-making. It's, it's not even so much the, the play-making, just making the right decisions at the right time, making sure folks are – again, you need a project. You need a, pro, you need a project manager, someone who can manage all the talent out there. They don't have that. That's how you yep. have these – I mean, that's how you have these late-game just screw-ups over and over and over again. And, and I don't know why people get so defensive over Marcus Smart when people criticize him as a point guard. He's miscast as a point guard. It's not right. real. I mean, <laughs> he is. He's forced to be point guard this year. You want him, yes. you want him there. More the whole than story leading guard, up into you want this season him, was, can Marcus Smart be a point guard? This is, a, this is Marcus's – this was the critique of Marcus – day one of his career what is he he's a he's not a true point guard but he's a shooting guard that can't really shoot so and then when he got to the league I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a little bit more dynamic in his ability to score at the rim and he couldn't really do that either so what Marcus does is about as much as Marcus's abilities will allow him to do you know and what you get out of him is a bonus because he's not particularly uh, I'm going to push back on not, that a little he's bit. He's not a natural point guard, and he's certainly not a two guard because he's just not enough of a scorer. So 
he's a jack of all trades guy who right now is clearly the best option they have at point guard, but he's not the answer. Uh, it's not a knock on him. He's still a good player and a valuable player. He's just doing something that they need something different. That's it. I'll, I'll agree with it. It's not a knock on him. They need yeah. someone better in that role. That's it. But he's done a really good job with it for the most part this year, I think. Even early in this game, spreading the ball around. He's the only guy who connects with Rob consistently. He's sure. got a great mindset in that spot. He, he's taking he's less looking shots. for it. Right. And he's getting downhill a ton, too. Drawing free throws like he did on Sunday. There's a lot of good things he's doing in that position. They need a lot more, or they need to concentrate it more on him i feel like like that's a possible solution to it you know you could go to him more in those spots have the ball in his hands more and have other things happen away from him the tough thing like you said john though is that he's just he's just not enough of a threat as a scorer at that spot like he's not going to draw a ton of defense and find other guys off of that's the thing is like if he could sorry sharad just real quick if he could get to the rack like schroeder could it's a different thing. You're respecting a different aspect of his game. There's really not much you have to worry about Marcus Smart offensively. You actually, at the end of the day, want him to take threes. That's a win for your team. He's a 31% shooter. You 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 don't care what if he does. If he if Marcus yeah, you Smart live takes, by it. you 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 that's that's your by design. You want him to take threes. That's a good defensive possession. And he's really not going to get by you. He sometimes he can bully smaller guards in the post. That's probably the only thing he can do offensively. You know where he's got an advantage over someone. So, right, there's really not much. He's, there's no scoring threat at all. Uh, but, Sherrod, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to get back to what Bobby said earlier about, you know, Jalen talking about playing more through their bigs. I, I guess what, what I'm trying to understand is what that's been their – that's been an option all season. Right. All season long. And it's like whenever they play through Rob and Al, they do pretty damn good. So – why do you get away from that? That's what I, I I can't wrap my arms around how you know what you're supposed to do. You have the ability to do it and you've done it. And yet at some point you say, nah, screw that. Not just you've done it, Sherrod. You did it like a couple days ago. You have a 29 assist game where Rob has 10 and Al has seven. And it's like, Wow, 17 of the 29 assists came through the bigs running these high action, you know, these actions right. with them coming, you know, <laughs> and it's like, wow, that was pretty good. Ah, forget it. You know, let's <laughs> let's let's do something different. Give it a Tatum. It, I, I guess that's that's why when I hear him say that, it's just like I I, I can't put any stock in that until I see them do it for like who's more than not one game. doing it. Like, right. let me get into this. I don't know how to say this, like, or how to ask it. Or what we, how you even analyze it. But, like, what do you think is going through Tatum's mind on a night like this where shot's not falling, he's not getting tons of touches, Jalen's shot is falling, and he's over there and starts the game one for six, one for seven. His mindset now becomes what? I'm going to shoot it every time I get it. Uh, it's going to be my turn soon. I need to change my game and affect it in a different way. What is his, what's his, you know, MO at that point? I wish at that point he just look. I'm just going to get a mismatch and take that little son of a sob on the block and score, because um, because this San Antonio team had a number of guys that he was matched with at different times who were significantly smaller. Uh, and the but the problem is you can only be effective like that when Al is out there when Al is making shots because Rob is not going to take Pirtle out of the paint. He knows Rob's not going to shoot. And Al is not making shots. So it, I, I get it. It's, it's a little bit harder to do that. But damn, I wish there would have been more effort to try to pound the Spurs. Uh, go at them in the block. 
Do you, do you have a problem with the Schroeder smart combination down the stretch? Mm, not a big problem because the, the alternative was smart and uh, Josh Richardson, and I don't think that would have been necessarily better. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, Josh would have given you yeah, Josh would have given you think a little bit better defensive presence, but you know, at that point you needed someone who get your bucket. Yeah, and Grant's killing you these last couple of games. I know you guys talked a lot when I wasn't on Sunday about how bad he was in that game. I thought he was really rough in this one again, too. He even would be a little bit more reliable. And I think you said, Sherrod, too, getting to his spots. Yeah. Like, this was another game where I thought the role guys were just so empty. Richardson, Schroeder at times. Uh, the Langford minutes really did nothing but they, for you. Like, I mean, again, you're talking about – they're just not involved. They're not involved in anything. They're just yeah, passing. Right. They're passengers. Romeo, zero field. Again, we sh- you have your full team and you shorten the rotation to only nine players, which is interesting. Uh, Romeo, only eight minutes, zero field goal attempts, nothing, literally nothing, statless. That's yeah, in a block. Typical. Richardson, five field goal attempts. Grant Williams, two field goal attempts. Rob Williams, five field goal attempts, and like three of them were in the first like three minutes. Then nobody, and it's four Aunt guys that, sitting on the bench. Yeah, so nobody, those guys didn't get involved in the offense at all when they were right. out there. And Nothing. all you needed was just I don't a think they touched bit. the ball. Yeah, you just they, need they someone bar- to They barely do a touched bit. the ball, right? Right. No, they they, yeah. they were non-existent. They were just there. They, you could have. You could have put anybody out there to <laughs> nothing. They Literally. were not, they they barely they were barely they barely existed. I'm conflicted about Schroeder in this one too. Like there's times is where Sherrod, he huge is Sherrod shots not there. He's he's disappeared for me too. There's times oh, oh there he is. Okay. Repositioning. There, there's times where he gets timely buckets for you. And you talk about that a lot, John. Like there's there's a value to some of the things he does. But at other times, the turnovers, dribbling Ooh. into oblivion, this is Schroeder. There's times where that hurt you in this one, I felt like. Like, he's another guy who just isn't a ball mover necessarily, isn't a guy who gets stuff going for you. And that's why I look at him as part of that crunch time lineup. Would you be better off with Grant shooting out there? Maybe some Again, Richardson's activity. Whether or not. Schroeder I, pushes the pace. Schroeder gets guys yeah, moving, I think. On a bench unit where you have nobody else who can score, Schroeder going seven for 14, you know, and leading the bench in right. scoring and being an overall plus. I'm talking uh, he, led the team in, he led the I team under, in plus minus. I understand, <laughs> but the whole team sucked in crunch time. So it's like Schroeder wasn't the problem. In cr- Schroeder is exactly what he's supposed to be in that second unit, which is. When all else fails, do do the do the offense, do the thing where you just go and you score right. and you shoot. That's just what he sure. does, and that's fine when he's not taking shots away from Tatum and Brown. Late when you've got three ball stoppers, you know, and ISO players with Schroeder, Tatum, and Brown, you're just asking for the offense to grind to a halt and it just to be, you know, passless right. possessions. And you don't really have an off-ball shooter in that spot either. And now, there's no shooting. There's not enough shooting. Right. Tatum and Brown connecting a little bit. Is there a way to, like, get them from point A to point B into a good shot? Like, that's definitely a solution that you look at there. The Rob one I like, that's a good one. You know, just have the ball in his hands in good spots a little bit more down the stretch there. Run the offense. I mean, we've been talking about that since Milwaukee, right? Like, they can do things no matter who's out there. We've seen them do it. They just don't do it down the stretch. And that's where I look at, like, who do you lean on in that position? I asked Al, like, much earlier this season, 
but the fact that the ball handling responsibilities are so spread out on this team, it's like everybody can do it, but nobody takes control of it and really makes it their role. Like everybody just does a little bit of it and it's all just spread out until you really need it to be centralized on one guy late and nobody's in that position. The problem, because I think Tatum's starting to do it at a higher level now, like he's been doing it so much this year and doing it for so long, but in crunch time, he just transitions to that role where he's looking for the shot. That, that possession, I think you point out on Twitter, John, where he was just like zeroed in the whole time. He was going to be shooting. I think he kind of got deflected on the first try. Then the second try was just like a shot clock heave. The Tatum that was one? just a brutal one. That was the worst of all of them. What is the he doing? Taking the ball out to half court. And by the way, his heel almost uh, hit the line. But all, and then, and then <laughs> it was so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And then two screeners come out almost at the same time. Rob and Smart both went to set a screen. And he uses the Rob screen, and Smart's like, shit, I'm here now. So he uses the Marcus one as well, and a better defender switches onto him, and there's now five seconds left on the clock. What was he doing What's, what's on the that? solution, Jimmy? What's the solution there? What's the solution for for Tatum taking over like that? No, no, there's the whole fourth quarter issues that this team has. Oh, I, dude, I, I wish I'd know. I'd be on the coaching staff. But, Mark I mean, the ball! Well, yeah, I mean, it's nothing new than what, than what we've all said. I mean, Jalen Brown even said it tonight after the game. But it's one thing to say it, and it's one thing to show these guys, hey, here, here's what's worked when we've done it in bits and pieces. Is it that hard to do, Sharad? Like, what is it? Like, everybody no. knows what they got to do, but they don't do it. But you, 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 almost need, you almost need a veteran, though, to set, the, to set that in motion out there. You almost need somebody to say, no, guys, like, we're not doing this tonight. If no one's going to stop them from doing it while they're out there on the court, it's one thing for Eme can scream his head off, you know, before the game at halftime, even during the game. But if, you know, once the whistle blows and the guys are out there doing their thing, there's got to be someone on the court to right the ship, whether it's Al Horford, somebody's got to speak up and say, guys, let's run some plays, you know, let, let's, let's work the ball. Al, Al never runs I don't know. on this game. Because that's not know. his demeanor. That's not his, that's just not what he does. That's not who he is. He's not going to be that. That vocal. Leader. No one apparently is. There's apparently no, supposed to be Marcus Smart, maybe, and he's the point guard. But, but if they don't listen to him, if they don't respect him or, or care enough about what he has to say, I don't then... think it's. A, I don't think it's about respect at all. I think it's it's about you have your own skill set, you have your own agenda, and if you don't have anyone checking you on that, that's, that's what, what I mean. Who's checking? That's what. Well, that's, yeah. that's yeah. That's and Marcus is not the one. Like, if Chris Paul was on this team, none of this shit would be happening. I'm, I mean, Maybe like, like a player like that. That's the name. Well, Maybe. so, no doubt. But you're right. They don't have that guy because they don't have a guy who is like, do what I am telling you to do because I right. know best. Follow my couple, lead. Do They have a couple of individual talents. So, ultimately, this is the only place I'll knock Emei. Emei's got to crack some skulls somewhere along the way. If he's truly upset or disgusted by something, he has to set an example or two somewhere along the way, which is to say we are entering tonight's game and I am not going to, we are not going to have passless possessions. We are not going to do he ISO. Won't pull we, anybody, though. we are going to play with pace. And the first person he sees doing it, he, ha he just next right. whistle right to the scorer's table. And he comes out and say, doesn't have to yell at him. Be like, I, we don't want that. I, I'm going to get and you that, right back in. But you saw what Pop did in the first it's quarter. That, it's exactly. It's, 
I and I know there's a fear with a first year coach of like if I do that and I lose Tatum for good because I've embarrassed him here, I'm dead. And so yeah. that's why you can't do it. So it sounds easy, but like somewhere along the way, so you got to kick someone's ass. You got to bench somebody for a four, whole fourth quarter. You know, nobody likes that. Like every that's why Tom Thibodeau can only last somewhere a year or so before pissing everybody off. Like it's hard to be right. that guy, but you have to get it across that like it's just bad for business. It's bad for our team when you do that. So I can't play you if you do. And almost beg them beforehand. Yeah. I don't want to do it, and but I will pull you well, from the game if you're not going with the plan. We have, we can only win this way. So when you get into those old habits, I, I don't care if the shots are going in. I'm going to get you out of there, and I'm going to put somebody in who's going to do it. You know? But yeah, I mean, well, the, you know it, what though? Here's here's the, here's my issue with that though. I mean, if you are so sensitive that your coach putting you in check because you're not getting it done, because you're one of the best players and we're losing and you're not getting it done, you're not doing what I'm telling you to do, why the hell is that a surprise? That I mean, that's kind of how this coaching-player relationship is supposed to be. If you don't do what the coach says, he has every right to keep your ass on the bench until you do what you're supposed to. We need to stop this coddling bullshit. They need to get past that. There doesn't seem to be a high level of accountability. Yeah, there's not. But what I don't get is he's doing the he's doing the call out in the press room, but he's not making an example in the court where it can actually make a difference. So if you're already going to waste bullets and criticize people publicly and embarrass them or put them on blast in the media, do something in the game that actually lets them know I can't. We cannot have this go on. I can't. We cannot. He wants to win the game. This is. And this is this is related to that. But when I was in Detroit and I had Larry Brown as a head coach, Chauncey Billups, who we've all know has had a great career. But when he early on, Chauncey was splitting time with Chucky Atkins. And you know why? Because Chucky Atkins was doing more of what Larry Brown wanted to do than Chauncey was. And at some point, the lights flickered on where Chauncey said, well, shit, I got to change my game up a little bit to do what the coach was if I'm going to play more than 25 minutes. Guess what? Mm -hmm. He made the change. They won a championship. That's how it's supposed to go. If you're the head coach, there you is can't a- just talk to talk. You, can't, you just can't talk to talk. You got to walk it, too. There is a line of thinking with the team building, too, though, that they shouldn't, as a roster, put these guys in this position. Brown, I know John goes on and on about in that role. Not for him, in his opinion there. And Tatum, maybe not naturally his best spot either. Smart, we talked about the limitations of him and his role. Like, Like I just said, everybody can do it on this team, but nobody excels at it. Could you have... At can some do point what? in the past couple of years, playmate, facilitate, you know, right the ship, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I got you. There. I mean, they're not. None of them are playmakers, but go on. At some point in the last year or two here, it, when it's this important to you and when it's undermining you this much, would you have used all your bullets on a ball, a Lowry, one of those guys, like just someone in that position because it's this important to you. Now, you had Kemba in that kind of position for a little while there. That probably blocked a move like that. Uh, but now that he's gone, he was at least a pick-and-roll facilitator, a guy that could get that going. Yeah. Now you got nothing. I want Jimmy Butler on loan just for one day <laughs> to come in, grab a bunch of bench guys, and kick the shit out of the starters. Make them all cry. Right, and then go right back to Miami. That's all I want.
you know? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we, can we facilitate a just trip trade like that? one day. Just one day. Bring him in here. Go ahead and say, I'm going to take Grant. I'm going to take Romeo. I'm going to take whatever. I don't give a but crap. But now it's, it's, it's so sparse. Everybody has gotten that addition. Miami has added Lowry. Chicago's gotten ball. The Suns got ball, and that solved all their problems. I, I don't even know if we said this on Friday. Conley. The Suns were the Celtics before Paul arrived. And now they're the Suns since Paul arrived. It was just that one move that changed everything. That's all this team really needs to change everything now. But is it out there? I don't think it is. It's such a rare player to be able to do that. That's why the best players in the game do that. LeBron, uh, all the others. That, yeah, like, you're not going to get somebody down. of his caliber. You, I mean, Chris Paul is a you know he's an unbelievable. You know, regarded as one of the best point guards of all time. You know, wherever you want to put him, obviously. Um, you know, there's nobody else out there like that, but it's that type of a style on the court and, you know, veteran leadership, you know, um, you know, he's got, you know, maturity to him. Guys look up to him. They listen to him. You know, it's clear cut. You know, he's sort of like the alpha, you know, player that, you know, has been there, kind of done that type of thing. There's nobody really like that on the Celtics. Al Horford is kind of. You know, By in the terms way, of you know to that point, history. Who is but... the best? Who is the best player on the floor tonight? Murray. Yep. Easily. It's not even. It's not even a question. It's not even. Yeah. yeah. It's not even close. And he does all those things for you. I was so impressed by him. Just the Fills man. The and Bobby, isn't he? Wasn't he a guy that making. Celtics fans have been kind of clamoring for oh, the last year? I know the Thank chat. You. When I, we bring that name up, it's gonna be like, "Oh, this guy." I know, this but every time we talk about it, that. you're like, "You'll have to give up Jalen Brown," and everyone's like, "No, never! I want this team forever." You know, now like, it's okay. too late. <laughs> it's too late. That's and again, Bobby. This goes back to my trade scenario. Again, I have to qualify this for everyone in the chat. It's the best option one for the Celtics is find guys to build around the Jays. That's option one. If you can't do that because you can't get those guys because you don't have the assets, no one will trade with you, you miss on your next draft or whatever, um, then you have to start to consider the trade. And the only way it's going to work is if you catch a guy before he becomes DeJounte Murray, you know, like a year or two before he becomes that guy and hope he becomes that guy. So all of a sudden, your two-for-one, three-for-one that looked shitty at the time ends up being a massive haul because you traded for two up-and-coming players who ended up being great, and you got assets along the way. You're doing the reverse of what you almost did with Brown back in the day when you were trying to package him and picks and other players for Anthony Davis. Now Brown right. is the jewel, and you might have to get younger guys, and that might still get you there. There are teams who are on the receiving end of those deals that are doing pretty freaking fine with their return. You know, so you start you have to start looking at the possibility of a group of lesser players or players who have not yet become a capital S star in the league, but might be very, very soon. You know, and and, and again, I'm not advocating trading him, but that might be the only thing that you can possibly do, because this idea of like we need a point guard, you know, so does everyone. No one's going to give you. It's going to be hard. The, the, the sad reality is it's going to be hard to find a point guard better than Marcus yeah, Smart. Yeah, I mean, you, you've, thrown out, you've thrown out Bane in that kind of trade. Can you go – and I – listen, you know I don't like picks. You know I don't love the draft yeah. or this team. But if you go out there and you're Brad and you're doing all this work right now and you nail some picks next year, it makes a big difference. 
You know, you move up. Or if you held on too late, practically by then, you can't really rely on the guys you draft next year to help, like Tatum and Brown in the next. Fair, but it's a road. I'd rather do that than trade Brown for a guy that you basically could draft this spring. That's my point. Uh, so you could, I'm not selling you, low on you, Brown. You could, but you're missing. No, no one's and, saying so. And you low. traded Bain, and you traded the pick that would have become out. That was so, Danny. Se- you traded the pick that would have been Sengen, and you missed on friggin' you missed left and right on the uh, on the Neesmith pick with plenty of better players available uh, in that draft that you didn't take. Again, this problem could have been fixed with one or two things having gone in the other direction. You missed everything. You missed everything, and so that's why you are close. As Jimmy said, there is no time to draft and develop in time to convince Jalen Brown to stay here. He's a free agent in two years. You draft yep. someone next year, and at the end of that first year, Jalen's that's, entering his walk year. So, yeah, like, that's you, why you got to trade those picks. You, yeah. You've got a problem right now. you got to, you know, that, right. that's that's why it's a problem. So yeah. if you're going to trade those picks, you need to package those picks with, obviously, salary if you want to bring in players that can help. So that's, you know, maybe in the next few weeks leading up to the trade deadline, more rumors, more names might be floating around out there for teams that realize that, you know. I'm they, so intrigued by what's going to happen there. I mean, obviously, sell. the league's the league's all screwed up right now. There's not a ton of trade talks in the month leading up right now. But does it heat up? Do those kind of Irving, Simmons situations get things waterfalling there? Is Boston in, like, such a desperate situation in terms of their play Do you guys like Brogdon? They really do try to mix it up. He can't be traded this year, which is the killer there. Oh damn, you're right. What a weird a extension like, for them though. to make then. Yeah, I know, especially given where they're at. Okay, well that blows up my my massive blockbuster. Who's some guy, Sherrod? <laughs> when we're talking about deadline, like who who around the league should this team like consider? Cause they're not going to trade Brown at the deadline, make that kind of move. But like, what are some no. things that they can do to just make this team a little bit better, like the Fournier trade last year? Well, you know, when I look at this team, I mean, you, you got to look at deals that are not going to cost you a ton of money or capital. And to me, you got to look at guys who have very clear and specific skill sets. One guy that I would certainly kind of kick the tires around, and again, I'm not going to give up a ton because I don't think he's worth it, but he could be someone that could help this team, and that's Frank Nic- Nicolina. What's my guy's name? Frankie Smokes is what I call him uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tilakina. Yeah. I, I always screw his name up. I just call him Frankie Smokes. He, Frank he, yeah, he's a good, solid, athletic, defensive-minded distributor. He's not looking to score. He's not looking to do anything but get the ball to other folks. Um, that is a low-budget, could be the little stimulus that you might need. Because I don't think you're going to find that player that's going to absolutely put you over the top. Or yeah. make you significantly better. Yeah, um, you certainly that, won't that, be that, him. That can just help you a little bit. That might be that little. Anybody else? <laughs> I told you, I said low budget. What Sherrod about the Kings? Pre- they got like Sherrod, three or four it, guards over there. Real quick, what one trick for you, Sherrod, in pronouncing that name? Try to unsee the T. Unsee the Nilakina. T. Frank it's just, Smokes. it's just Nil, 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 It's Nilakina. Just let's just get the T. Get the get. Just pretend the T is there. French, right? Let's do. Let's, yes. I, let's add a French player every trade deadline. Let's make that we a tradition. Yeah, you had to bring. We go back to the. Uh, we we could have drafted. We could have had a different Turkish center if we didn't do the Horford deal. <laughs> would that have Would that have worked the way? I don't know. 
But uh, what about the Halliburton it. well? Are we going back to the Halliburton well at all? Why? Why would they? Oh, he is, Halliburton. He's amazing. In fact, I know, but he's we were talking so about good. it last year a little bit. I said make that trade last year, and you said no. And now you're like, shit, it's too late. You know, like, wait, didn't I say got- no? And it wasn't it was probably 10 times worse, wasn't it? For like Neesmith or something? No, I was saying Jalen, Jalen for a package that included a guy like Halliburton. And oh, yeah, Bobby was like, oh, that's terrible. And like a year later, you're like, oh crap, he's really good. Maybe we should have done that. No, I'm not. I don't think I would do that for Jalen. I'm You've got to guess. You've got to guess when you're doing these things. You got to guess the same way people were trying to guess that Jalen Brown would be an All Star. You're gonna guess that you're gonna trade for a future All Star. You're giving up Brown to you're solve the problem for, of like connecting these guys and taking advantage of the talent you have. You're getting you're you making might, your team worse to but solve. But you might a be getting two players, two players' future assets cap relief. You might be doing you. The whole picture of what the team will look like two years from now might be better than what it looks like if you just held on to them. You can't look at it one for one. It's the whole thing. What does it allow you to do next? Using the draft picks, using whatever money that you have available, and then you look at that roster versus this roster, the one where you kept them, and what do they look like? That's how you have to assess each of these moves. It's, it's It sets off a series of dominoes. It's not yeah. just one for one, you know? And so that's just your opinion on that Celtics getting worse. They might not get worse. If you bring in a guy that might look worse on paper or might not have the same, you know, name recognition I mean, at this point in his career, that doesn't lower. mean they're going to get worse. I mean, last year you didn't want to trade Brown for Towns. I bet you you would probably change your – like the opinions on players are always changing. If you want to trade for a guy at his peak, then you probably that's probably not the point where you're going to get him. So like John just, just said, it kind of like you almost you, – you got to take a little bit of a risk. You, you got to guess the it. problem. The problem Once is they become the... superstars, they're not available. Exactly. You, you're waiting too long, and then you want something that everybody wants. You got to speculate. The problem with the Celtics fan base, or the way a lot of people look at trades, is the two biggest trades over the last 15 years with this team were such obvious slam dunks that you were like, yeah, we're doing that. You knew you wanted. One backfired. You knew you wanted that day. I'm talking about, obviously, um, you know, the, the, when you trade for the KG, no. And then the second yeah. one, when you traded away Pierce and Garnett, you were oh, like, yeah, this is great. Done. Like, well, what a great too. trade. These yeah. guys are cooked. We just gave these two old men away for all this good stuff. This is going to be amazing. Those were so obviously great deals for you. You're mm-hmm. never going to win deals in such a, in such an obvious over the top landslide manner. Yeah, that one was a little more controversial. And the Kyrie one was a friggin' landslide yeah, too. Was. That was an easy Kyrie one was a landslide. Yeah. We know why the Cavs now we know why the Cavs did it and why they had to do it and it did backfire on <laughs> the Celtics. And honestly you don't honestly you don't want a situation like that here in Boston. You know, with no, with, with a guy like Brown or Tatum where now you're you are taking fifty cents on the dollar because you held on way too long yeah. and now he wants out and you're just trying to salvage anything. Listen right. it, it is a fallback option just because of all the things you've done wrong to this point. But the guys you mentioned, they were all accessible. And they'll be those kind of guys will be accessible again in those spots. You just have to make smart decisions as a team. I don't think doubling down and just digging even further up the ladder in your talent ladder there to try to fix old mistakes is the right way to go about the but, team going. You the just other find option, other good players. The other option is do nothing and die. So that's the thing. You know, like you know, it'd be nicer That's if they were good right now, actually. <laughs> Listen, I'm open to any solution. 
My solution, general stance. My general stance is you this don't is trade the solution, Bobby. You'll regret it. Go get go get yourself some calm. This is everybody's solution right now, man. This is the first time the in the problem. show where the the viewers were calling for the calm read like three minutes in. You know, they're like, yeah. Well, everyone needs it. We should we should have led with calm tonight. We should, that should have been the lead. The way this game ended, the lead of this post game should have been com.com slash garden for 40 Bobby, are off. people just dropping entire trays of silverware behind my you? mute button stuck <laughs> i've been trying to press it like crazy it sounds like literally like just whoops and we like can, all the silverware goes crashing we can promise that none of the things you're hearing coming out of bobby's microphone will be on the com.com app none of those sounds because none of those sounds <laughs> right here yeah, it's the opposite whatever <laughs> the complete you're opposite feeling, effect whatever you're feeling listening to bobby's background the com, com is the opposite of that Calm is here to bring you off of that feeling that you're feeling right now and what you've probably felt this entire show. We could all use a little hit of calm right now, you know? Good. Um, Calm.com slash garden, 40% off your premium subscription. And honestly, every single game deeper we get into this season, this calm.com should, should, I don't know what their, what our deal is with them, but they should be getting sales like this right now. They should be rolling in from all from Celtics fans because I can't imagine going to sleep after a game like this. Just going straight to bed, like in a bad mood, angry at the world, and having wake up and go to work tomorrow morning? Is that the joke? Like, absolutely not. You got to calm down. Come down and calm down from games like this, endings like this, and calm.com is the way to do it. What are we laughing at, boys? I just love how you just riff. I don't even I we by the way we don't talk about this and I say Jimmy do the calm read when it's time he just starts doing just it and then I just it. I just sit because it's it's just coming from it's just uh, this is real this is how I feel about it so there you have it there you I absolutely love have it I it's love coming Jimmy. it's coming from a it's coming from a calm place it's it's um, it's getting there I'm coming back down this is this is therapeutic for me to get it all out there and I I have. <laughs> Actually, think some of the. I think a lot of the people who show do this as therapy. I think this has honestly become therapy for a lot of people after horrible Celtics games, and I'm fine with that. We're not doctors, but we will we will help you in this. What we should do. I am kind of a doctor, but what we should do is just so people can have the comparative experience is. Bobby should set his phone to the side and record the background noise behind him. We'll send yeah. we'll send you an MP3 of that. Listen to that one night, and then do the do the forty yeah. percent off subscription of Calm um, the next night, and you'll see yeah. you'll see the difference. You know. Anyway, what you what Bobby is playing us the only way that helps you is if you grew up in a construction zone in like New York City somewhere, and that just like reminds you of like being a kid because that is poor whatever's going on. Sometimes that noise is calming as well. The city, not this one. I, I don't want to hear. I was going to no. say no. There's, there's, there's nothing calm <laughs> about like damn banging, Bobby. <laughs> like no, the horns honking no. and people swearing at you. Yeah. This is a little too close for comfort. You want to be at least ten floors up. I'm, I'm nine. But anyway. Um. So guys, do you want to put a bow on it? Any, any final thoughts here? I did want to mention one uh, other thing before we wrap completely. Oh, Bobby buddy. actually. As far had as this game goes, you wanted to bring up. Oh, as far yeah, as the I'm game just... goes, I'm done with the game. <laughs> Nothing, Jimmy? Nothing on this specific. I mean, we've talked about the game, but a pregame, Jimmy Bobby, has you, never... you had an interesting. Oh, yeah. Let's hit the Rob thing. Uh, you, you made pregame. You want to? I... Hold on. I might have it. You want me to play it? Yeah. Starting to shoot around. Rob essentially got asked about the toe. Uh, minor injury. 
that he kind of just blew over, said he's better now. Then I think uh, some reporter asked him about pain tolerance, like just so, getting over those injuries and yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about it with Rob as well, with Rob and we've talked Rob, about it with Romeo. With huge. Romeo, which is kind a of like, other guys have popped up are, you, are you hurt or are you injured sort of thing? And, right. I, you know, I would believe that Dennis Schroeder. The illness as well is looped in here. Yeah. And right. So, um, Non-COVID Bobby, illness. We actually Bobby, joked about that last show. Bobby, mute yourself real quick so we can hear this better. Uh, I'm going to play the bite right now. This was Ime asking about, like, guys kind of dealing with nagging injuries <laughs> and specifically a conversation he had with Rob. Here it is now. I said. You know, not being injured is the first part and being available is, is the first part. But uh, Rob is a guy, as I mentioned, you challenge him. He, he responds usually. And so he's taking some things to heart. Um said he said things publicly but obviously we speak a lot privately and i think he took a lot of what i said directed at him based on past years although it was just the team in general and, and you know what I, what I mentioned guys sitting out games this year with soreness congestion things that in the past guys normally wouldn't and i challenged the team with that you know weeks ago and i think he took some of that to heart so yo so there you know, it is. So he may basically hit the team with like when I was your age or when, you know, when, 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 you know, when we played the game, like we played with broken ankles and we were throwing up in the locker room before the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like that's what he hit the whole team with. And Rob kind of took it, you know, I guess credit, credit to Rob, I guess that he kind of took it personal in a way. But it, it is, it's almost like the Tatum thing. Like, they're talking about getting off the ball and trusting teammates for everybody, but it's really centered on Tatum. I was trying to think all afternoon who this would be about. Like, there's some Romeo there, but are they really relying on Romeo? The guy they're relying on who's missing games, I think nine now out of 37, is Rob. I mean, well, they've all missed games. at the 69 game mark right now. And a toe, sore toe, essentially what it was. I think that's sort of what that was, right? Like, this is about Rob. This is, who else would it be? Jalen played through a hamstring. Tatum's always healthy. Al's yeah. playing a ton. Like, no one else on the roster is really bowing out. No, it's so those that's guys. that's about Rob. I, I think it's Rob first and foremost. I think Romeo is one. Um, you know, I mean, I think those are the two, two guys. I mean, it, it's obvious. I mean, we're watching the game. Like you said, I mean, Jalen – came back too soon, and that was one of the reasons why he had to sit again. So I, I, I can't imagine he's talking about him. And a lot of the other stuff's been COVID-related. But if you see, you know, the – God, when that when the Celtics uh, – what is it? NEHB – hashtag NEHB injury report comes out. I mean, God, clicking that hashtag is one of the most depressing things you can do. It's, it's a laundry list of Celtics players. And unless it's, you know, health and safety protocols, you know, if you see a guy was like, oh, non-COVID illness. You yeah. See, oh, and no, it's all like, ridiculous. It's like yeah. coming back from coming back from yeah. toe stubbing recovery right, maintenance. Right. You know, like yeah. it's like, like Romeo <laughs> Romeo's like with a a shin or something. You know what I mean? It's just like ridiculous. I remember Romeo's reasons. neck thing too. That was a couple yeah, that of games. came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it's like he kind of like took a blow to the head and he left the game, and then he didn't play for another game or two after that. That's the kind of stuff that's gonna be emphasized there, I guess. And with Rob. He said he's getting better at it, and that was it was sort of more broached by Ime than it was by Rob. I was actually surprised to hear Ime say that, but that's something we've thought about, right, with Rob. Like, can he get through some of these bumps and bruises, knee pain, ankle pain, 
toe pain. Those are the big ones this year, right? Like it's always lower body stuff. Oh, the bigger the toe. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can get into that again. Can't do it again, buddy. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, I do I need, I do need to mention one other uh, uh, sponsor of ours here. Um, again, before we, uh, before uh, we yes. wrap. Uh, Jimmy, don't, don't, don't interrupt me here. We can, I, I got to get through got this, this one. Okay? You got this I, one, dude. Okay. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. And we know we are a small business ourselves. Uh, and we use uh, LinkedIn jobs uh, to make it easier to get to the people that we want to talk to faster. So what we're offering right here, it's on the screen. Jimmy, how about that? You can read what's on the screen. Yeah. LinkedIn.com slash guardian. You can post your first job for free. He may might be hitting it up tonight. He needs some availability. Yeah. You know, he might need a, an extra body. It sounds like guys who want to stay on the court. Let me tell you a well, little bit about yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> Create a free job post in minutes on your LinkedIn jobs. Uh, you know, to to reach your network and uh, you know have access to the world's largest professional network of 770 million people. Yes, there are that many. Uh, focus on candidates <laughs> with just Shout the right skills and experience. Uh, use screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified. Use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to filter and prioritize. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So as Jimmy said, and Jimmy can take us home one more time. Yeah, LinkedIn.com slash garden. Post yep. your first job for free. And honestly, anybody can do this. Even if you don't even really have a company, just go put a job – Everyone on your LinkedIn is going to be like, wow, he must be doing pretty well. He's it's hired, a good you know, way to make friends. It's good a good way to way make, to make friends, friends. Good way to get people to be like, wow, like he must be doing like, wow, he's, you know, looking to hire somebody. I don't know what he does for work, but he's looking to hire somebody. Wow, like, John.com is hiring. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think the I'm qualified. Producer for the Jimmy John podcast. That Just make amazing. Little tricks. Put a job out. Put a job posting out there. Make the requirements outrageous that nobody can apply. It's twenty twenty two. Wow, he really needs salary range. Yeah, Jimmy John podcast producer salary range one fifty to two twenty five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's we need W twos. It's it's twenty twenty two. We need the Jimmy John podcast. Yeah, we can I just do. say too before people bow out here? We yeah. will be in New York tomorrow, Gerard and I. Sherrod uh, called an audible on you, Bobby. Oh, You're really? on your own. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just me. I'm heading down to Madison Square. <laughs> oh, I tomorrow. thought Bobby was going to hit your ride with Sherrod, but I guess not. Bobby, buy those buy those train tickets. I'm all set. How are you getting okay. there, Bob? I'm flying. Oh, you're flying. Wow. First class? Yeah, we, we did some planning well in advance, so we got a good Oh, yeah. We got, the, we got the good rates. We got the good rates. Wow. I love it. Yeah. You um, should. Um, you it's should it's a back to back. I gotta fly. I can't stay. He's gotta go. Yeah, ex exactly. Speaking of New York, uh, I did want to mention uh, it didn't happen in New York because it can't. Um, Kyrie right. Irving season debut tonight: twenty-two points, nine to seventeen field goals uh, in thirty-two and minutes outshined. in his first game. Yeah, outshined by Lance Stevenson too. Did you guys hear about Lance Stevenson tonight? I I didn't hear. What did he do tonight? He had a he big had game. Huh? Point, he had 20 points in the first quarter, right in <laughs> Kyrie Irving's face. 
So shout out to Lance I could not Stevenson. believe I oh, was watching Nets, that next. The Nets won yeah. the game, one twenty nine to one twenty one. Yeah, they yeah. they did, they did. Well, the the Pacers have big issues going on right now with them in terms of. I mean, they got big issues. Team. They got Lance Stevenson taking three oh, shots Lord. in the first yeah. quarter. And then uh, yeah, they, got, so bad, they had a guy it? from the they had a guy from the Syracuse like through uh, what do they call that thing the basketball tournament. It's like where all the old college guys show up and play during the summer and play for a million bucks. They had a guy from Syracuse's team. Starting at point guard, I was and Lance next to him. I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah. Well, Very did quickly, anyone see any Kyrie highlights? I, I didn't see how he. Not, how not he a did, ton, but, but here's here's his post game. Obviously, he's going to get asked. And again, oh, for good. those for those who don't, I don't have the sound. I'll just read a quote. Oh, for those damn. for those who don't know his situation, and I'm sure you do. Um, you know, he can't play in New York, so he's just playing road games. Initially, the team wouldn't let him uh, join them at all. They got desperate. They brought him on board. He's playing in road games. This game was in Indiana. He gets asked about vaccinations, which he has been reluctant to take. It's not an ideal situation. And I'm just praying something gets figured out, and I'm hoping we get to some type of agreement. But for now, I'm going to take things one day at a time. So does not sound like he has any plans to take the vaccine. His plan is to wait out the city of New York and see if they will change their rules. Um, you know, he might want to phone uh, Novak Djokovic right now and see how things are going for him <laughs> over in Australia. Yeah, not so hot. You don't want to be in Australia right now. <laughs> Novak from the from the uh, dungeon somewhere, right? He's just in a room, and there's yeah. guys just there's like p- cops outside. He's just like texting, like, "Can yeah. somebody fix this?" You know. <laughs> Uh, so well, Novak kind of sucks anyway. So kind of funny that, that I, happened to him. I, I I like the personality of the other guys much better. Throw the throw the politics and the other stuff out. I just he's a robot. I like the other dudes, you know. And I didn't want to see yeah. him break their records. So, um, right. but yeah, this is interesting theater. But this is what's going on with Kyrie. Uh, he played tonight. The Nets won. I saw a stat tonight. I think it's like fourteen out of hundred and six something possible games, or hundred and thirty. No, more than that, hundred something. But it's like fourteen total games that the three guys have played together since they've been together. Wow, that's crazy. And a lot of Here's it. a question. Here's Just a question. And that's Kyrie three years. It. I mean, not three, but Durant and Kyrie. Obviously, Durant had the Achilles for a whole year. And but Kyrie like, didn't play a lot that first year either. Remember, he was no, and then he went out with the shoulder, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's a question for for Sherrod. Is are are the Nets the team to beat now with with half? You know, part-time Kyrie, or is it, or is it Chicago, or or will the Bucks make a uh, a run? It's still Brooklyn. It's still Brooklyn because I mean, when those three guys are on the floor, even if it's only half the half the time between now and the playoffs, they got three of the top four players every game on their roster. Yeah, it's insane. So, if you're so the Nets, honest, Ante Tacumpa, until someone beats them in a series again. If you're the Nets, you don't even want the top seed because you, you, you kind of want to play more games on the road, right? You're better <laughs> off as you're better off kind as of a fifth seed. That's, kind of a that's wild spot for them. Kind of a wild thing right now, but yeah, yeah I don't think they'll be able to sink that far though. They're too no. good. No, no but they won't. They won't. They might stay under the Bulls, or maybe the Bucks will pass. I mean, maybe they won't no care. Lord is the thing. No lower than three. They're no, Ky- not going to stick lower than three. Kyrie's been playing praying for a break from the start. They're not going to get one. You know, he got he got one here that I thought was ridiculous. We went over that when it was announced, but he's not going to get back full time by the end of the season. I don't so think so. This is the risk they're taking. It is what it is. So, uh, whatever. That's other theater that we'll add to the mix here. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, Bobby's going to New York. Has nothing to do with Kyrie. They're taking on the Knicks. Uh, Kemba apparently is back to DNPCDs again, which I'm 
ridiculous. No, I thought it was a knee issue, no? I thought, yeah, he was like a late scratch uh, in a game. Uh, okay, then, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought he I thought he just got benched. Um, so Bobby's there. Sherrod is not. We'll be back uh, with the show again tomorrow. Joe Sway, I don't know. If you guys hear from him, uh, ask him how <laughs> That's ask a him great how question. Ask him how he's doing. Uh, yeah. and if and, and ask him if he's on tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't I hope he's okay. If any of you if, if, if any of the viewers Joe Sway, if you're watching, uh hit us back, I guess. <laughs> you up? Like <laughs> Yeah. You know? The 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 te- I think I think between us, if we had to count, what do we average on that thread? 125 texts a day, you know? What? 125 Man. texts an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst part is well, John, you don't realize it because John does speech to text. So he's just screaming into his phone. He has no idea how many texts he's sending. All of a sudden, we get a book and we have to decipher it. And I can just picture him screaming into his phone and we all the words are that. jumbled. Yeah. Uh, Here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. We've talked about we might this. We might have to scale back on that. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, what? On that ch- we might have to scale back on that Chaz, a New Year's resolution. Well, that's because you're cheating on us with the Celtics app. blog Slack, too. You can't keep both things in your head. Oh, my yeah. God. You don't even know the other group chats. I mean, it's bad. I bet. Sherrod, yeah. yeah. we spare you from this, but if any point in time you want in, we'll let you in. Yeah. I know what Sherrod's answer on that is. <laughs> yeah. Just ask Joe okay. Sway. What, you can Sherrod doesn't want to see all the trade machines I'm sending. <laughs> Or like Bobby's like, imagine. I'll wake up and I have texts from Bobby at like 3.30, 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, what? Dude. I, and the worst, like, the worst thing is I answer well, look them. Look at me right now. Yeah. I'm, it's 11 o'clock. I'm at TD Garden. I know. It's just like a random link. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to look at this right That's now. That's all right, Bobby. I'll be there for you at 3 a.m. playing online poker and I'll freaking fire away. Um, <laughs> that is great. Anyway. Good um, friends. Guys, again, uh, you know, uh, thanks for watching. Always a pleasure to have you. Again, I mean this sincerely. Thank you guys for sticking with us, even though everything sucks. Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> Please hang pretty on. Much. Pretty much. Yeah. No. Thanks for watching. We, we appreciate it. We enjoy this more than the games, too. So <laughs> Tonight was a good game. It was an entertaining watch, and it went fast. I was appreciative of that. On the it is. Of that. So let's, yeah. let's do everyone a favor, and we'll end this as well. Once again, quick shout-out to our sponsors, LinkedIn.com slash garden. Go to LinkedIn, post your first job for free. And, of course, always the number one sleep and meditation app out there, um, calm.com. Go to calm.com slash garden. Receive 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Uh, Mm -hmm. For all of the guys here on the Garden Report, uh, the great Sherrod Blakely, uh, excellent podcast this week. You guys want to check it out with Gary Washburn, the A-List podcast. Make sure you check that out and subscribe. Obviously, Bobby Manning, Dome Theory, CLNS Media. He'll have some stuff on this game coming out later tonight. And then – Jimmy Toscano, the 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 salesman. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just just be on the lookout. That's all. <laughs>